Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc soap. morning good morning good morning amen this is the day that the lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it well it's motivational monday also known as happy monday the beginning of a brand new week we are today reading from first corinthians 15 and uh, let's start with uh, the word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this is the day that you have made, Father. We rejoice in you, Father, because you have given us another night of rest, Father. And now, Father, we are going to be sharing your word, Father. I pray that you will speak and not me, Father. Let it be your words, my Lord God. And I thank you for everyone, Father God, that will be hearing this word. That you would just touch them, that you would just strengthen them, that you would just fill them with your presence, with your love, with your peace, with your compassion, Father God. I thank you in advance for what you're doing, what you have done, and what you're going to continue to do. And we ask all this in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen and amen. As if you need to. And my handsome son, there's going to be reading the word this morning. All right. Good morning. Good morning. We are in 1 Corinthians 15, and I will be reading from the New King James Version. Starting with verse 1. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which also you received and in which you stand, but which also you are saved, if you hold fast that word which I preached to you, unless you believe in vain. For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures, and that he was seen by Cephas, then by the twelve. After that, he was seen by over 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain at the present, but some have fallen asleep. After that, he was seen by James, then by all the apostles. Then last of all, he was seen by me also as by one born out of due time. For I am the least of the apostles." Who am, who am not worthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace toward me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Therefore, whether it was I or they, so we preach and so you believe. Verse 12, now if Christ is preached that he has been raised from the dead, how do some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty and your faith is also empty. Yes, and we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he did not raise up if in fact the dead do not rise. For if the dead do not rise, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. And also those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men the most pit pitiable. 
verse 20. But now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruit of those who have fallen asleep. For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive, but each one in his own order. Christ the first fruits, afterwards those who are Christ at his coming. Then comes the end. Then he delivers the kingdom of, to God the Father. Then when, when he puts an end to all who rule and all authority and power. For he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that will be destroyed is death. For he has put all things under his feet. But when he says all things are put under him, it is evident that he who put all things under him is accepted. Now, when all things are made subject to him, then the son himself will also be subject to him who put all things under him, that God may be all in all. Verse 29. Otherwise, what will they do who are baptized for the dead if the dead do not rise at all? Why then are they baptized for the dead? And why do we stand in jeopardy every hour? I affirm by the boasting in you, which I have in Christ Jesus, our Lord, I die daily. If in the manner of men, I have fought with beasts at Ephesus, what advantage is it to me? If the dead do not rise, let us eat and drink for tomorrow we die. Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. Awake to righteousness and do not sin. For some do not leave the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. 35. But someone will say, how are the dead raised up? And with what body do they come? Foolish one, what you sow is not made alive unless it dies. And what you sow, you do not sow that body that shall be but mere grain, perhaps wheat or some other grain. But God gives it a body as he pleases, and to each seed its own body. All flesh is not the same flesh, but there is one kind of flesh of men, another flesh of animals, another, another flesh of fish, and another of birds. There are also celestial bodies and terrestrial bodies, but the glory of the celestial is one, and the glory of the terrestrial is another. There is one glory of the sun, another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars, for one star differs from one from another star in glory. So also is the resurrection of the dead. The body is sown in corruption, it is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, it is raised in power. It is sown in a natural body, it is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. However, the spiritual is not first, but the natural and afterward the spiritual. The first man was of the earth, made of dust. The second man is the Lord from heaven. As was the man of dust, so also are those who are made of dust. And as is the heavenly man, so also are those who are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man. Verse 50. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. For this incorruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this, in, when this corruptible has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my brethren, be steadfast, immovable always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Amen.
Amen. Wow. Amen. 58 verses. Oh, if I had to read that, I'd still be reading. Thank you, my son. Wow, wow. So much information is packed down into those verses. And guess what? I am doing them all. I'll be here until tomorrow morning if I was going to do that. I chose, you know, I chose just two verses. And, then, and these are the last two verses, 57 and 58. And it starts, and it starts there. It starts there. But thanks be to God who gives us victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always bounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that, that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Starts off, but thanks be to God. Thanks is an expression of, of great gratitude. It's also an, an, an impression of being at relief that something didn't happen or that something did happen. It is being grateful to the Lord. And as I was reading this and this morning, um, I thought about a time that I was grateful to the Lord. And, and you know, and sometimes when we're grateful uh, to the Lord, he reminds us of things that were not that pleasant at the time, but that yet that we were grateful for. You know, and I recall, you know, when I, many of you have heard this before, when I had an accident and I flipped my car and there, you know, the words that came out of me, you know, because this just happened, you know, the only words that came out of my mouth were words of, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I kept repeating these words and the Lord reminded me of, of, of these words that I've said once, you know, and it was a difficult situation. It, it was a painful situation. But yet, when you fix yourself on the Lord and when you are constantly, constantly in his word, he will remind you who he will remind you who he is and why he's capable. And he gave me peace because I was saying, thank you, Jesus. And I walked away from that. And God blessed me. You know, it says in Psalms 118, verse one, give thanks to the Lord for he is good for he love, his love endures forever. Constantly give thanks to the Lord. We go into Psalms 100, verses 4 and 5. It says, enter into his house with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. You know, so when we get to church on Sunday, and some of us have to do some more setup or whatever it is that we do on Sunday morning, we have to be going in there with a grateful heart. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Be thankful to him. Be thankful to the Lord. Have you been thankful for the Lord this morning? Come on, only you can answer that question. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. So he's telling us to be thankful. He also continues to say here, he said, who gives us the victory. You know, victory alone, that word victory, you know, is the act of defeating an enemy or an opponent. You know, it's overcoming a horrible situation, a hard situation, a difficult situation. It's overcoming these things. You know, that's what victory is all about. And it says there in 1 John 5, 4 and 5, and it says, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Come on, all you faces out there, all you guys, you can overcome the world because you have been born of God. And this is the victory 
that has overcome the world. Our faith. Our faith in the Lord. Who is he who overcomes the world? It says in verse 5, but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. That every single one of us, we can overcome any situation that comes our way. Any difficult time that comes our way. Because he already said in his word that he will help us. That he will give us the victory. And that alone should be reason enough for us to be thankful this morning. That alone. And he said, you know, everyone who is born again who has accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, could overcome the world, could overcome situation. And how do we do this? We do this by faith, by what we say, by what we think, by, by what we declare, by what we speak, we speak life into. It says in Proverbs 18, 29, 21, it says, death and life is in the power of the tongue. So you know, so you have it within yourself to either be a blessing or to be a curse, you know, but if I'm going to be thankful, you know, if I'm going to be thankful to the Lord and the victory is already for me in Christ Jesus, then, you know, I got to be grateful. I got to be careful what I say. So I got to bring praises and I got to bring worship to the Lord, you know, and right now, and then it just goes into deeper and Paul uses the words beloved brethren, you know, that, that is one that, who, that belongs to a group or to a family, it's an intimate uh, statement. Beloved, you know, beloved, you are God's beloved. You are the Lord's beloved this morning, you know, and, and we are here, you know, and as a family, and as a family, you know, we're going to pray for each other. We're going to help each other. We're going to support each other. You are not alone in this world. You are not alone in your situation. You know, you are not alone, but you have a family that will pray with you. I don't know how many times in group meet when somebody has an issue and somebody's going through something and they post it on there and everybody starts praying for that individual. Everybody starts lifting up that individual. That prayer chain just grows and grows and grows of people praying on my behalf or on your behalf. And that is so good to know that we have a family. A family that stands with you, a family that's going to hold you up, a family that is constantly lifting you up before the Lord. And Paul continues here. He says, it says, be steadfast. And that alone, that stand fast, that means that's when you stand firm upon a belief, when you stand firm upon a plan, when you can calmly hold firm to a chosen position. Stand fast means that you are unwavering that you are holding on to the Lord, that you are holding on to that promise that God has given you. Come on now, has the Lord given you a promise and you are waiting for it and you're still praying for it? I know I have and I know I am. I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting. But in that waiting, I'm going to be steadfast in his word because his word already said previously that he's going to give us the victory. Come on. He's going to give us the victory. That's why, you know, two little verses right here can, can impact you so much because he talks about his love. He talks about for us to be grateful and be thankful to him, but then he's giving us the victory. That alone, just the fact that you are up this morning, look at us, look at Christy right there, you know. She's just relaxing, Nicole's right there, just chilling out, you know. June's right there, you know, with her little glasses on. She looks 
so studious, you know, and we are all here this morning, you know, and we are praising God and we are worshiping God and we are a family. Come on now. And we need to be at this and hold on and be steadfast. And then Paul even goes even deeper than that. He says, be immovable. Be immovable. One who is very fixed in his opinions or belief. In other words, you are holding on no matter what comes your way. That wind can blow against you, and guess what? And you are going to stand right there, and you're going to hold on right there. Because why? Because you're positioning yourself, because you are praising the Lord, because you are grateful to God, because he has given you the victory, and you're saying to yourself this morning, I am not going to be moved. I am not going to change my opinion because if the Lord said it in His Word, it's going to be fulfilled. His promises are being fulfilled every day. And that's how we need to hold on to our faith. You know, it's, it's not how you feel or how you see things. You got to faith. You have to walk out in this faith in God and trust in Him and hold on to Him. It says in Zechariah four six. It says there, so he answered and said to me, this is the word of the Lord, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. By my spirit, says the Lord. The Lord is going to give you supernatural strength. The Lord is going to help you through it. The Lord is going to help you see it through. The Lord is on your side. The Lord is saying, no matter how impossible things are, or how they may look, it is possible for the Lord. He will take that situation and he will flip it around. He will flip it around. You know, yesterday in, in, in worship, you know, we were singing the Waymaker, you know. And I don't know, but in Cumberland County, I don't know. We have some Holy Spirit moving in Cumberland County yesterday as we sang that song, the Waymaker. Everybody was getting so excited. You know that if we were to stay there a little bit longer, oh, it probably would have been an explosion. But we were singing a way maker, a way maker. So it's not, and a way maker is not about what you, or what you feel, and it's not about what you see. But the Lord is making a way. He says in Isaiah 43, verses 1 and 2 and 19, he says, For now, thou says the Lord, who created you, O Jacob? Now, see, you see that word, Jacob, that word there, Jacob? You know, put your name in there, you know, but now, and I put my name in there, but now, thou says the Lord, who created you, Robert, you know, and who formed you, your maker. Oh, Robert, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. And he says, it says, and he also says, you are mine. God is calling us, and we belong to him. You know, if we belong to the Lord, in Isaiah 43 here, that he said that in verses 1 and 2, he says that, you know, you are mine. He personalizes it. You belong to the Lord this morning. Come on, Patrick. You belong to the Lord. Yo, Joe, you belong to the Lord. Come on. You belong to the Lord. He says, you are mine. He says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. You are not alone when you go through that. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk, through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. And in verse 19, he says, Behold, I will do a new thing. It shall spring forth. 
you shall know it. I will even make a road in the wilderness and a river in the desert. The Lord will make a way for you. He says here that he will go out of his way to make a way for you. That alone is reason enough for us to be grateful this morning and to be thankful to the Lord because he is in control, because he is there with us, because his words already say that he will never leave us, he will never forsake us. He is constantly reminding us, constantly reminding us who he is and who you are in him because he says, you are mine. You belong to the Lord. We belong to the Lord. And he goes in, in 2 Corinthians 15, 58, he says, always abounding in the work of the Lord, always working for the Lord, always staying busy. If we are busy doing the Lord's will, if we are busy at doing his work, you know, our focus will be upon him. And if our focus is upon the Lord, guess what? When a situation comes, the first thing that's going to come to mind is not going to be that situation, but it's going to be the Lord reminding you, I am here with you. I have not forsaken you. This is only for a season, and I'm going to turn this around. He's saying, I will bring you through. You're not going to stay there. How beautiful the Lord is. You know, in 2 Peter uh, 3, 14, it says, Therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things, be diligent in the, and to be found in him in peace without spot or wrinkle. So he's saying, be diligent in the work that you do. If we are doing the Lord's work, you know, and, and we are focused upon him, we're going to have peace. And you can have your peace. You can have your peace. Thinking back when I flipped the car, thinking back in that in that in that crisis, you know, even though you know the first thing that came to my mind was thank you Jesus, thank you Jesus, but then I also felt His peace. I also felt His peace, you know, His peace. So if we are constantly, constantly focusing upon Him, we can handle the situations that come our way. Doesn't matter how difficult they are, the Lord is going to make a way. Staying in the Word and doing His will will help us to be at peace with Him. Will help us. And in verse, and in verse 50, uh, the end of verse 58, He said, "Knowing that your labor is not in vain, whatever it is that we're doing for the Lord, whatever it is that we're doing, if we do it unto Him." If we do it unto him, that's not done in vain. You're not wasting your time. Now, come on. I know sometimes it's tiring. Come on. You're making the coffee there. You're making all the pots. You know, you're greeting people. You're cleaning this. You're cleaning that. You know, back in Cumberland County, you know, hanging pipe and drape, making sure the curtains are right. People come in and go through the curtains, open them up, and you go, ah! And you got to close them up again, you know, keeping everything nice and tidy and everything neat. You know, that takes work. But we do it unto the Lord. And guess what? We don't do it in vain. We do it for his kingdom. It says in 1 Corinthians 3, 8. Now, we who, now he who plants and he who waters are one. And each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. Whatever we do. Whoever we're speaking to, whoever we are comforting, 
whosoever we are sharing the word of God, we don't do that in vain. We do it for the kingdom of God. We do it for the kingdom of God. You know, we're going out there and, and, and we're taking back the territory. We're taking back the ground that the enemy has tried to steal from us. Because why? Because we are speaking truth and we are reaching out to the community. You know, each week we all serve in our different locations, in EHT or in Cumberland County. We get each week to touch lives. We get each week to just share the word of God, you know. And as we share the word of God to them, we're giving them hope, you know. We're giving them life, you know. Going up there in the morning, you know, and it's a cup of coffee waiting for you when you come in. That's so comforting as people come in. That's welcoming them, you know, making them feel at home. You know, where can, what can I help you with, you know? What do you need? And as we do this, we don't do it for ourselves. We don't do it for our own glory. We do it for the Lord. We do it unto the Lord. And as we do this unto the Lord, you know, their lives are touched. Their lives are touched. Because, you know, when you come into a place and you see smiling faces, and there's a lot of smiling faces here this morning, you know, and, 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 and you see that, that makes you feel good. That makes you feel good. And that's what we do every week. So we don't do that in vain. So, you know, don't go, don't, don't get weary in doing good. But in due season, you know, God's going to bless you. And just by doing what you're doing, he is blessing you. He is strengthening you. That you are here this morning watching this video. You know, you know, we are all, you know, getting ready right now for the Freedom Conference coming up this weekend. Come on. And a lot of us have been hit. A lot of us are getting attacked left and right, left and right. A lot of you have had your world turned upside down. But guess what? God is still in control. God is still right there. Hallelujah. His presence is right there. And he holds you. He holds you in the palm of his hand. His word says, I am the potter and you are the clay. You know? We are in his hands this morning. And he says, I got you. I got you. I never have let you go. And I hold you. You are my beloved. You are mine. That's what the Lord is saying. Hallelujah. You are mine. And that is beautiful to hear. That he says, we are his. We are his. How blessed are we? How blessed are we that we have a man, a God. That loves us so much. And he calls us his own. And that's what he's doing. And as we get ready for this freedom conference. And I'm going to say it again. Keep your focus. Keep your focus. Keep your focus. And keep your focus. You know why? Because there's too many distractions. Too many distractions. In the middle of all this storm. We need to look up. We need to look up. And when we look up. We see the Lord. That's what Peter did. When Peter was walking got out of the boat and was walking towards Jesus, he started to see the storm around him. He started to see the waters. He started to see the waves coming up, and he started to sink. But guess what? As he took his vision off of what was happening around him and focused on the voice that was speaking to him, which was Christ Jesus, you know, and he extended his hand, and he lifted him up. This morning, the Lord is saying, I got you. I got you. And I will not let go. It says in Romans 8.37. Yet in all these things. You are more than conquerors. Through 
him, Christ, who loves you. You are more than conqueror. You are more this week. You're going to be more than conqueror. This week, you're going to take the territory. This week, you're going to move forward. And whatever comes your way, whatever comes your way, you know, you can do all things through Christ Jesus who's going to strengthen you. And no weapon formed against you will prosper. No weapon. So you have the word of the Lord this morning. Have the word of the Lord. And the Lord is saying to you, you are my beloved. You are my beloved. You know, he's telling you, you are mine. He's telling you, you know, he's telling you, just be grateful to him. Just be grateful. You know, and when we praise God and when we are grateful to the Lord, you know, we focus on him instead of on us. And when we focus on him, everything else seems to fade away. And his presence is right there. His presence is right there. And his presence is with all of us this morning. So as we get ready for this weekend, be expecting victory this weekend. You are more than conquerors. You that are going to be uh, the prayer team, the altar team, you know, the, the uh, intercessory prayer warriors, everyone, that is the, the servers, the greeters, we are all going into a battleground. We're all going to, but you know what? We have the word. We have been equipped. And God is saying, you could do this. You are not alone. You are mine. I go before you. And he's making a way for you. So let's continue to focus on him. Let's continue to praise him. Let's be grateful. Let's be thankful to him. This is the day that he has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I will give him the praise and the glory. And this, this, week, this week, every morning, as we get up, be grateful. Be thankful. Start your day on the right track. And being grateful to him. He brought you to the night. To this hour. And the Lord is saying. I don't know. That word is coming back. You are mine. You got to remember that word. Whatever you face this week. Just remember the Lord is telling you. You are his. You are his. He has you. He's holding you. He's making a way. You know. As we read earlier. He'll make. He'll make a, a way in the wilderness. You know, he'll make a way in the dry place. No matter what situation you find yourself, he's making a way for you. Don't give up, but keep your focus. Don't give up and be grateful to him. And as you do this, you're going to have the victory. Oh, man, that's, that's my two verses this morning. All, this, all that information with two little verses that God, that God just inspired me. Because when I read this and I saw 58 verses, ain't no way we're going to be doing all these verses. But then he touched me right as soon as I got to the end. And I said, this is it. Be thankful. Be thankful because he's making a way for you. You're not alone. He's right there with you. Again, let's get ready for this weekend. Stay praying. Stay fasting. Get ready. Because you know what? Our blessings are going to come. And breakthroughs are going to come. And lives are going to be delivered. And guess what? As you serve and you do it for the kingdom of God, as you are serving, God is going to bless you. And God is going to meet your need. And before you know it, that answer to that prayer that you have had is going to come around. It's going to come around. Why? Because his word says so. Because when we are busy for his kingdom, he takes care of the rest. 
If I'm doing it unto the Lord, he's taking care of me. And sometimes I don't even have to ask him, take care of me, Lord, because I'm just loving him. And he says, because you love me and you draw close to me, I will draw close to you. That's what the word of God says. So again, have a blessed week, my brothers and sisters. Keep your focus on him. Be waiting, be waiting for that uh, unexpected blessing that's going to come because I know it's going to come. I know it. Why? Because his word says, victory is already yours. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this hour. I thank you for this moment. I thank you, Father God, for all, all my brothers and sisters, Father, right there where they're at, Father God, that you would just meet their need, that you would just strengthen them, that you would just equip them, Father, that they will focus upon you, oh Lord God. I thank you, Father God, because they are more than conquerors, my Lord God. They are more than victorious, my Lord. I thank you for making a way. I Thank you for making a way for that. And I thank you for this weekend, Father, that you will be with us as we come together for the, for the conference, oh Lord God. Just move in that place. Saturate that, pray, that place with your presence, oh Lord God. That there will be transformations of life, Father God. There will be healing and restoration, Father God. And I thank you in advance what you're going to do. Equip my brothers and sisters, I say, sir, Father God. That they will not go weary in doing good, Father. That you are going to give them supernatural strength. And you're going to push them through this, Father. You're going to push them through, my Lord God. Because I know that you are in a move, Father. Thank you again for what you're doing, Lord God. Bless them. Keep them in guidance. For this we ask in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen.